Hi guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Heidi. And welcome to another episode of Betty Squared. Today we are looking at chapter 134, A Different Kind of Cat, with everybody's favourite, Josie McCoy. <laughs> I had been thinking about her recently, actually. I was like, I wonder if we'll see her again before the show ends, and here we are. She has not entered my thoughts since she left the series, and... Yes, yes. She has subsequently re-entered my thoughts since she she's come back. That is exactly the experience I'm sure many people had with her this episode. Yeah. And not that is not a diss on the actress. That's not a diss on Josie in general. It's just kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, she existed. She existed. That was a thing. They tried to give her her own spinoff, which didn't last. And then it seemed like they were going to try again. And, and then, then it went happened. away. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know who I did think a lot about this episode was uh, Veronica's girl, Katie Keene. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not Katie Keene. Because you remember how, Not like, Veronica was always like, oh, my girl Katie Keene, my girl Katie Keene, and uh, you can go stay with my girl Katie Keene. And then at Lacey's. At Lacey's, and then Katie Keene got cancelled after, like, not even a season, I don't think. I don't think so. It wasn't good. No. 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 Well, shall we? <laughs> Where do you want to Oh, girl. Um,. <laughs> So it's funny, I, I rewatched this episode and I was like, it was a good five or six minutes before I wrote my first note. And I was like, oh God, like before I wrote anything, I'm like, Jess, just pick something, just pick something to write about. And I was like, oh God, I have nothing to write about. And then I was like, am I going to have no notes for this episode? And then bang, the first thing uh, hit me. So the first note that I had actually comes a little into the episode, but still before, you know, our opening titles. The fact that Reggie would tell, of all people, Julian Blossom, that he had a threesome with another boy at his school is just... That was a choice. Oh my god, what the fuck was he thinking? He's just a simple farm boy. (laughs) He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing, I guess. I don't know. That's that's a rookie mistake. That is a right rookie mistake. Like, of all the people to tell anything, it should not be Julian. No. But also, like... It's a mistake. You know that Julian has given Clay and, um, and Kevin crap for their lifestyle choices. Why, as a heterosexual male... Would Reggie confide in Julian that he and Archie slept with the same girl at the same time, which you definitely know they were doing stuff, which I think you even said last episode. And I was like, no, no, there's no no no." way. I mean, they, they at least kissed at least. Absolutely. There's no way that they didn't. Yeah. There's no way that they didn't. And like, I mean, okay. To give him the benefit of the doubt, maybe Reggie, because Julian likes to pick at people, right? He wants to rile people up. Maybe he was doing something to rile Reggie up, and then he was like, actually, I have had sex. And it was like something like that, where he's like, actually, I did. Like, I had sex with What's-Her-Face, because I can't remember. Twyla. <laughs> um, Twyla. I, I had sex with Twyla. And then, like, 
It just, he accidentally let it slip that Archie was there too and had to like explain himself. I'll believe that that's what happened because I don't think Reggie would just go up to him and be like, hey, me and Archie have had a three-way with Twyla and we messed around a little. Oh, I don't know, but it was so dumb. I have to believe better. <laughs> I was like, Reggie, what yeah. are you doing? You fucking toss pot. You idiot. <laughs> Anyway, I love I love that. My first note, I think it's before that, I believe, because the Cheryl, uh, not Cheryl, my note is about Cheryl, but Veronica and Jughead entered the school together right at the beginning of the episode. They do, right? yes. Right Which yes. I did think everybody's um, facial reactions were pretty great. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly my note. Like I understand people like looking at like being like, "Whoa, wow!" But Cheryl's face specifically was a, just straight up mean. It was mean. Like, she looked at the, it was mean. Just, it was just a mean face and it was very funny um in that too i also felt like veronica's it was a strapless dress yes. purple yes with a drop had, waist. Like, a big border on it with the drop waist felt i know it had a drop waist so it's like kind of but it felt very 80s yes i was me. about to say the same thing i i think they really missed the ball with that one um that that is definitely yeah. the wrong era and her whole attire has been very 80s in general i don't really understand what that's about uh, i don't actually season. think there was that much strapless stuff not for like day no. attire like the beach and things like that sure yeah but i don't believe and not for like no no i don't think so either i think it's like the one way that aside from halloween costumes that they're able to make her like a little bit more sexy maybe uh, you know because that's veronica's thing but like i still think it's a mistake i think that they've been kind of off with her um costuming this season unfortunately um in general but other people and that's that's a bummer because other people they do so well on like cheryl and betty mm. but for some reason veronica's just not it's missing the boat but I did think, what did you think of Jughead and Veronica at the beginning? Being, they seem to be official. It seems like they're courting now. Put it this way. Or going together or something. The faces that everybody made as they walked oh, no. in are definitely justified. I think they're justified too. I, I agree. It's a, it's, it's that thing. Uh, they just remind me of Dan and Blair from the OC. Or no, that's not the OC. Gossip we were Girl. Talking about the OC before. Gossip Girl, excuse me, getting my teen dramas confused. Um, Dan and Blair from Gossip Girl, uh, they have that feeling to them. Where, like, at first, you're like, what the fuck? But then once you know, th like, when you know the characters, they do have these connections that are interesting. There's no connection with these two. No, that's not true. Veronica and Jughead are it no it they can no they connect on an intellectual level uh, veronica connects way more with veronica connects way more on an intellectual level having conversations about all the things that she watches and reads and whatever with jughead than archie even with betty okay, i'll argue that hey but there is if, no there is no chemistry between them they can they can have intellectual I, conversations, and it just yeah. be that. I I don't think they have as much chemistry as other options for Veronica, but I for now like it. I don't think it's Endgame. 
It's not going to be, because that's insane. It will be, because um, we don't have that many episodes left. That's literally an insane concept. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to think about it. I don't think that there'll be Endgame, but I think it's interesting in the interim. I think that they're more interesting than doing the same thing over again. Okay. <laughs> and we can have our own opinions, right? I just, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but when I saw people making those facial reactions when they walked into the school. It's very funny. It was hilarious, but I was like, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Like, that is me. That is what everybody is thinking. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, it just, yeah. Um, I just like it a little. I don't know. I mean, you do you, boo. I think it's interesting. You, you do you, boo. <laughs> There's also a part of me that that has always liked the stereotypical brown hair with brown hair, blonde hair with blonde oh, hair. I've, like I've like from when I was like a like kid. That. I don't know. But it used to be, I think, a thing that happened a lot more than it does now, which is good. Um, but <laughs> there is a part of me that's like, they aesthetically match. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's stupid. But That's really funny. Um, uh, there's a moment where... Archie talks about his earlier work. <laughs> there like is? In, in, in his poetry. Yeah, I think it's a really off hit. I don't I don't have it where it happens in it, but it's early on in my notes where he says something about earlier work and I'm just like, so what you wrote last week, Archie? Like you've been writing for two minutes. Like, chill out. I just thought that was funny. What is what has Archie been? Like, what are the careers he's had? He wanted to be a musician desperately. Well for he worked construction. He worked construction. Football uh, team. Music. Yep. Songwriter. Music. Then. Um, boxer. He was a boxer. He ran the El Royale. He ran the gym. And like teenage outreach. Vigilante. Vigilante. Army. Army. Wow. What a At least seven. At least, and we've had seven seasons, and some of those changes have happened within happened. seasons. They've been overlapping, some oh of them, and some of them God. are two at once, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, just curious. Oh, boy. Well, is that, is that all you had on uh, Jughead and Veronica? Um, I did think it was interesting. Well, do we want to just talk about their whole storyline overall? Because it kind of gets into comics and stuff, too. Sure. I'm down to do that. Yeah. Because... Um, when so Jughead draws Veronica as a witch. Yep. When did Jughead learn to draw? Since when is Jughead drawn? So there, there is an actual comment in there, um, in this episode. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, it's towards like the, where he's like, it's towards like the oh. middle end, and I think it's even Veronica goes, "Oh, I didn't know you could draw," and he's like, "I dabble." Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm no uh, Ethel." What's her face? Ethel, um, but he does, and his drawing style is, of course, different. You know, stereotypical Archie comics. Yeah. Um, and the his witch idea turns into Sabrina, which with the help of I wrote. Wow, Veronica invents birth control. Jughead invents <laughs> Sabrina. What can't this cast do? That's literally the what note that I wrote. What can't this crazy kooky teens do? They're gonna oh. s stop world hunger. Oh my god, probably. Cheryl probably. can fucking paint an oil painting overnight 
and it's dry, which is actually physically impossible. But anyway. (laughs) Impossible. Um, So funny. I'm trying to see if I have any other... Well, you were talking uh, about the, the Sabrina thing. Did you have anything else Sabrina thing. on that? Oh, wait, I wait. do. Yes. Okay. So when they're naming her, when, when Jughead's boss is like, um, Veronica's too sexy a name, uh, name her something else. Um, the, the acting was so bad. <laughs> Veronica goes, oh, wait, there was that movie where Audrey Hepburn like played the lead and Jughead goes, what was the name of that movie again? And Veronica goes, um, Sabrina. Bitch, Mm -hmm. you just told Mm -hmm. him that there was this movie that you liked the name of. Why are you Mm -hmm. suddenly going, ah, Sabrina? No, you already fucking (laughs) knew it. You already knew it. Why did you act like you didn't know it? It was so dumb. It was so dumb. I hated it. Is that an acting issue or a writing issue? Because it felt like that was what the script was saying. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think she added, because it wasn't like an um, it was more like a uh, Sabrina. It was this weird thing she did with her face, too, where she looked confused. Yeah, there was a full pause there. And I'm like, why are you confused? You literally just brought up this movie and said that you loved the name. Yeah, no, that was weird. I remember remember that. I also thought that that was a weird moment. It was just bad acting. Bad acting. Yeah, it was poor. It was very poor. Uh, (laughs) Something I liked (laughs) about about Jughead and Veronica. We're going back and forth today. We sure Uh, are. So you, you can feel both feelings, you know? And if we're giving it all. Um, I thought the scene where they're talking about the clothes, like Jughead's going to wear to the premiere. Uh, I thought that that was cute. Um, where <laughs> Veronica, like they're talking about it. And Jughead says, I barely have any clothes without an S on them. <laughs> I just thought that was so sweet. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true it's absolutely true but it's so stupid it's so funny i just like there's these moments that i think are great where they where they get a little meta and they like they like do it in a funny way in an actual funny way yeah yeah and that was a good one i don't really have any clothes i don't have an s on them oh my god and then i thought he did look good at the premiere and they looked like a cute little couple together and he didn't wear his little crown and i thought it was sweet that's all i have for them though yeah, I just, I still don't get them, but... That's fine. Here, you know? Here we are. We can all have our own things. It's not like I'm, I'm not actively shipping them together. I just am like, cute. Okay. Yeah, I I need them to break yeah. up. <laughs> Do you remember it'll when Benny and happen. Jughead were a thing? How sweet that was. It was such a good time. It really was a good time. <sighs> anyway mm. anyway <laughs> my next who do we want to talk about yeah oh well my next note was just on cheryl so i guess we can we can talk about cheryl if you want um yeah again she's bringing her photos to school yeah she brought her photos to school 
Yeah. And, you know, we, we commented um, last episode, or at least I did, that, like, yeah. you're not in a time where it is safe to be an out lesbian woman. You're not. No. And the more you kind of push against that norm of the time, the more danger your life is in. Herself and Tony. Yeah. And more importantly, Tony's, because Tony's a woman of color. Right. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, publishing the photos and an article in Betty's book and coming out as these, you know, strong, fierce lesbians. And I'm like, you are literally in a time where that could mean your death. You know, it's very dangerous. It's 2023, and we're only maybe just out of that, not completely, where, you know, being gay, you know, doesn't result in life-threatening situations. You know, we're getting... But it still can. It still can. And I'm talking, like, they're they're 1955. We're in 2023, you know, and we're still, like, still have to be careful. Yep. Yeah, they're not. No, I know they're not doing it justice. No, and I think that's the, I think that's the thing too because I've watched, you know, period pieces of folks who are they're they're out there. Ammonite is a great one, um, a film about period piece lesbians, and there is. It's sad, right, to to think about people not being able to love each other in those times. But I think there is something inherently beautiful about understanding how people lived like that mm. back then, even though it's sad and you wish it could be different. There is something still that's moving and beautiful and makes you also, as a person who's queer in 2023, appreciative of what people have gone through. Right. That we don't necessarily have to go through. And yeah, uh, another great one is um, League of Their Own, the series. Very great. A very, also a similar time frame as well in in terms of um, all that too. And lots of lesbians in that too, which is much more historically accurate than the movie was. Um to the experience of women in these in, in the baseball leagues in the U.S. and yeah, there's there is something inherently beautiful about it, and I think it does a disservice Riverdale to be doing it this way. They're playing um, they're playing it modern, yes, in a absolutely. time where it wouldn't have been accepted. And we've talked about it before. It's very picky and choosy, you know, where they want to be with. Um, with this kind of stuff, unfortunately, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of like, I don't know, weird. Yeah. Anyway. The choices this season are interesting. They, they are. I just wish they were a little bit more consistent, but <laughs> it was yeah. seven, seven seasons and we've never had consistency and I'm still desperate for it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not the show for consistency. It I'll tell sure you that. It isn't. Um, the only other note I have on Cheryl is that it was unrealistic also that she painted that picture of Betty (laughs) in one night using oil. Yeah. Which as, as a former film, a film, as a former, um, uh, art 
student, uh, that's not possible. Yeah. Also, yeah. she painted it at the school by candlelight. She then put a cloth over it so nobody would see it, which you don't do with oil because oil has to air. Um, and then she just left it there. Anybody yeah. could have walked into that classroom and just pulled that cloth off and seen Betty in her skivvies just looking all sexy. The painting was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But again, yeah. totally unrealistically. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Very silly. The The rest of the notes that I have on Cheryl also include Betty. So do we want to go to Betty? Sure. Next. Yeah. Um, Betty uh, is working on the Teenage Mystique, which... Yes. To me, very much felt a connection to the Feminine Mystique. Oh! You've heard of this? Yeah, I did not even put those two together yeah you're you're spot on yeah i was just like it took me a little bit into the episode it wasn't like immediate where i was like teenage mystique teenage mystique like why does this remind me of something and it's the feminine mystique which is a book written by betty friedman friedan friedan i don't know i'm not sure in 1963 something like that um f-r-i-e-d-a-n but betty so that's funny. Um, 1963, which is credited for sparking, for sparking the second wave feminism movement. Um, so makes sense that that's kind of like what they're pulling from for her. Interesting, that connection of Betty Betty. I thought that's cute. Mm. Um, and I just thought that I don't have like too much about it. I just thought, you know, that connection is interesting. And then my notes overall with Betty and Cheryl, love seeing them act together. I think that they have a fun connection on screen, the two of them, mm. Madeline and, and um, Lily, because they're such good friends. I mean, so many of them are such good friends, but we don't get to see them play a lot. No. Um, and it was just so funny. They're like, they had a conversation about their queerness and it was just so cute like seeing like queer cousins i love them except they're not cousins in this now yeah in this world no they're not cousins because well we know that they're cousins right because hal was never like indoctrinated by the blossoms Mm -mm -mm. so they're not actually cousins they're just friends in this iteration in this, but we know that they're cousins. But we know that they're cousins, yeah. Because um, otherwise, yeah. And I just I just thought they were sweet this episode. I liked their connection. I like watching them play together. There's, like, not much more to it, but, um, yeah, just good stuff from them this episode, I felt like. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, I'm also liking this less nasty side of Cheryl. She hasn't really been a bully like she normally is. Yeah, she's much softer this She season. is much softer and she's much more vulnerable and I'm really enjoying just seeing this niceness that we're seeing with her. I think But yeah, I think there's a connection between Cheryl and when she's happy. And that often is when she's with Tony. So Yeah. When she's happy, she's just so much softer. And I think a part of that too is in her literal like 
makeup and costuming this season as well. Like she's still wearing red, obviously. She's still but, it's but she's sweeter. not as like it's not it's not it's sweeter. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cause she's not in those small, tight little skirts. She's not she doesn't have the wing eyeliner. Like even her like lashes are like she's got like barely there makeup. She has the full like lip, but it's so soft. Yeah, she's yeah, I think Madeline's doing a really beautiful job this season. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Last thing just in the like uh Cheryl kind of Cheryl Tony kind of thing. It's just a thing that I have on Tony, which is again at the end of the episode they put Tony in such a fucking ugly dress. Like oh what my was she god, wearing? in her in it was another like striped thing. Like oh. I think she had like lime green on and like black. And it was her dress for the premiere. She's like sitting next to Cheryl and she just has like I remember it just being like black and then like yellow or green or like oh, some, I something took just no notice again no oh, notice they just always put her in such ugly clothes i hate it yeah the one for miss team riddell was bad that was really fucking bad. ugly yeah and this was another one that was bad so poor tony mm. yeah no i missed that i missed that completely that's eh, fine it's probably better <laughs> should we talk about archie yeah, yeah. Because he kind of he kind of went through it this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can you imagine if this Archie could see what happened to his counterpart in the modern time? Oh my God, he'd be shook. He he, he would be. It. He would be. Um. So he gets rejected by Twyla, <laughs> which usually when you pay for sex work is not really how it happens um but okay uh twyla has standards apparently and expects uh expects people to abide by them great dandy all good and well putting up boundaries yep sounds good um he (laughs) decides to seduce mrs grundy (laughs) giving her an apple Mm-hmm. Which, when she was like, oh, Red Delicious are my favorite. And Twyla, in the scene previously, called him Red Delicious. I was like, mm-hmm. gross. Gross. And then he does that poem. And, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to eat an apple ever again. I have to be honest. I absolutely have to be honest with this. Yes. I didn't watch the full poem because I couldn't do it. I had to skip a little bit. Girl, I, I watched just it twice. To... I watched it twice. Oh, and the thing was, it rhymed. It was a rhyming poem, which automatically <laughs> makes it lame. <laughs> Absolutely. He sexy, but not sexy, uh, no. eats the apple. Even everybody in the audience is like cringing. When he makes Groaning. the comment, Awful. yeah, when he makes the comment about like what it might look like to like see you without your glasses, like what do you look like without your glasses, which was one of the rhyming couplets that he he used during the poem, and then like Mrs. Grundy walks out, which I'm glad that they're not going down the like pedophilia track again, but yes. it was so out of left field and it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> It was bad. It, it was, was bad. so bad. I would have been so embarrassed. Like, how did he think that that was a good idea? 
I don't know. It's really bad. It's funny, too, because it's, like, so different than the Archie before, who would have been able to, to, I imagine, successfully seduce someone if he wanted to with, like, a song or something, right? Like, that's what old Archie would have done. But this Archie can't pull that shit. (laughs) He can't do it. This Archie doesn't have swag. He has no swag. He has no pull. He can't do it. He doesn't have it. No. And honestly, I prefer him that way. I like I this too. Archie better. I do too. But I don't like this episode of Archie. <laughs> I need him to stop being so horny. I need him to stop. Um, but just on the Archie and Mrs. Grundy thing, I haven't been able to work out for the longest time why I have difficulty looking at Mrs. Grundy. Like, I never remember being, like, physically put off by her in season one. I thought she was quite pretty, quite attractive. Uh, And I've worked out what it is. I've worked out what I don't like. Okay. (laughs) I'm nervous. She has really big nostrils. really big nostrils and now she i'm does, gonna have and, to look and her nose kind of is up a little bit so you you don't you know when you look at somebody you don't really see in their nose because you're looking at them front uh, on her nose is yeah. a little like it's not piggy but it's like up so you see yeah, a little raised straight up her nose into these giant of- ass <laughs> nostrils and the fact that she's wearing glasses and they're yeah. quite large glasses it kind of and I draws feel like too, attention. Yes, and I feel like two in the scenes with her are often her standing at her desk and and Archie sitting at his yes, desk. Yes, so it's a lot of low angles. So we're, and then, yeah. like, her hair isn't doing her any favors. I think that... It's her nose. I think the 1950s is not, is not her... No, definitely it's not. not her time. No, definitely not. Unfortunately. Because um, I remember thinking she was quite pretty before yeah me too and i'm like oh why does why am i like constantly like Ugh, fix your face and this is and she and like we've said she's a pretty woman she so it's is her fault I've it's never, just something about the styling this this uh, season i've never thought oh she's harsh you know i thought season one i thought she was quite pretty but yeah yes, yeah I agree. it's it's her nostrils that's so funny oh my god yeah yeah I don't know if I have any other notes on Archie. I I did write oof Archie. <laughs> With one the of poem. Them. Um yeah, it must have been the poem. Um Oh, one thing, it's not uh, we can hold on it, but Oh, the end of the episode we have to talk about too. Um with when it comes to Archie, but one thing that we didn't talk about with Betty was the masturbation scene. Yeah, I didn't need to talk about that. Here's the thing. And here's the thing, everybody. Uh, we talked about that before I watched the scene. A little, just a very smidge, smidgen just talked to me about it because I don't mind spoilers. And so I knew that there would be a masturbation scene in this episode. Jess, I got to tell you, eh. that is the tamest sex scene we've <laughs> ever seen ever in Riverdale history, ever. Sure. That's the tamest but... masturbation scene I've ever seen in my life. Did we need to see it? Nothing happened. Okay. What did we see? We, she was in the bath. We. I'm talking about the the necessity to see anything at all. 
anything implied or seen or whatever. Yeah. I don't think we needed that. I think she could have just walked in the bathroom door, shut the door, and we've been like, cool, we know what she did. Why did we need to Do keep cutting ever... back to it? Because it's Riverdale, and they always cut back to sex scenes. I don't think I am accustomed to seeing self-pleasure in TV yeah. shows. That's not a, that's yeah, not something you see a lot of. Um, no, it's not often done, especially with women. And I think because <laughs> of... What are you laughing at? No, keep uh, it's, it's off topic. I'll say it after you finish. Okay. I think because this show is aimed at tweens, I, I'm always like, oh, how much are they being overexposed? But again, I'm, mm. I know I'm being... It was literally so tame. Like, I know. It was And there's so nothing tame. wrong with it. I'm just... I think there's I'm just nothing. old school about, like, not overexposing kids to sex and stuff. But again, that's... It was... If I would prefer, if I had a child, that they watch that instead of one of the crazy sex scenes or a sex scene with Archie and his teacher in season one. Oh, let me this let me gross. clarify. I'm not talking about masturbation in particular. I'm talking yeah, about no, no, no. like that is something obviously we don't see a lot of, like you said, even yeah. specifically with females. But even like sex scenes and things like that. Yeah, sure. When a show is aimed at younger the younger generations, I'm like, oh god, how much are we I still think exposing that... them to stuff that they're maybe not ready for yet. But then if I just kids kids, kids are just growing up so fast these days. But I think that I'm gonna push back a little. Yeah. Because I think that self pleasure is good and important. And I think that people having an education around that from a younger age helps to mitigate a lot more sexual activity and and um and even like risks that kids can take if they understand how to pleasure themselves they don't have to go towards external forces as much to be able to do that right they also will have less shame in understanding that this is a natural thing that yeah. most bodies are interested in and looking for yeah that's just kind of my insight about it because most people can start pleasuring themselves without realizing it really early in life and then so much happens especially if you're an early bloomer when it comes to like self-pleasure that can shame you out of it and right. make sex in general really bad and negative i think overall more education and showing more things around self-pleasure is on the whole a good thing for for younger people personally i totally understand that that's not necessarily everyone's view of it um but i just think that yeah i don't know i just think it could if it could help make people feel better about taking care of themselves i think it's a good thing yeah i totally get that too it doesn't mean that it cannot it doesn't mean that it won't make people uncomfortable and it doesn't mean that it's a bad thing if it does make you or anyone else uncomfortable that's fine no it's also like you know i think about my upbringing where i was literally taught sex in any capacity was a bad thing and you did not yeah. do it 
So it's, it's so hard because now even as an adult, it's hard to break out of that mold when it literally was jammed down my throat as a kid. So I think, I think that's what's rearing its ugly head right now is me going, Oh, that's not appropriate. We don't do that. Whereas, you know, the times are so different. Yes. No, totally. And even me, like I didn't have a super, super strict upbringing, but even with that, there's so much shame built into our society and culture and media around sex and, you know, sexuality and stuff like that, that like, it's really hard to escape. Mm. So I totally, I totally understand what you mean. And it doesn't mean that it, it's not uncomfortable, like, to necessarily watch someone do that. But I think the way that they did it, because I remember when you talked about it with me before we recorded, Mm. um, and we like talked before I watched the scene, I was like, well, I hope that it was a scene that was comfortable for Lily. Like, yeah, I I kept thinking about her. And, and I could totally see why she did it because it really was in terms of like graphicness. Oh no, it wasn't graphic. (laughs) No, not at all. And I can totally see why she, why she would be okay and comfortable doing it. And uh, I'm, I'm glad she, she did personally. And and the reason I, I just kind of started to laugh while you were talking, Jess, was because I was just thinking about, like, other examples of masturbation on TV, and I thought of you. Me? <laughs> like, the show. No, you! Oh! The TV show, not you! <laughs> I was like, what? Can you imagine? I was thinking about you, Jess. No, no. Me? the TV on show. TV? When did I do that? <laughs> Literally never in your life. Literally oh never. <laughs> no, I was thinking about the TV show. Um, have you watched you? Yes, I have. I know what you're talking about. Where she like humps her pillow. Yeah. And I was thinking about him. He masturbates too, and it's just like so uncomfortable. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I was thinking specifically female. No, no, I was thinking. I was thinking about him, but just because I was thinking of like the dichotomy of it. Right? There's like creepy self pleasure where he's getting himself off on thinking about like these women who he's stalking, and it's all it's very like. Ooh. yeah it's just, like so freaky and then there's like betty in a bathtub like, <laughs> oh my so, god i, I literally know. when you said oh, i was i started thinking about you and i was like what what the fuck as soon as, as as soon as the word came out of my mouth i was like no <laughs> like, i, I, heard, I didn't said, hear it in my head i heard it when i said out said, oh, wow. um i started to think about what happened on the tv series TV you I, yeah I, 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 yes, it was, I told you, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong. It was great. It was the wrong way to say that great. sentence, but <laughs> we all understand like, what I meant. I was like, when did I do that? <laughs> Don't clip that one soundbite of me. Don't do it. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, One last thing about the, <laughs> the uh, back to Archie. I think it was Archie when Archie was doing the, um, the poetry scene um when they're in the what is that place called the, it's not the white the dark thing. room dark room god that place has so many names um when they're there i think it's when josie's performing um but they they scan over to a table and there's an extra at one of the tables and she's just wearing this beret perched on her yes. head yes <laughs> costuming definitely put that on her girl and with it's the on- beret 
it's also on such an angle like it's such like an angle. stuck on the side of her head but yeah Absolutely. she definitely turned up that was definitely her outfit that she was wearing and then costuming went you know what we need she she needs to look a little bit more artsy yes she needs that beret and she wore it you know oh my god oh my god <laughs> that's we- so fucking funny <laughs> Should we talk about the infamous? I think that's that's what we have left, right? Josie and Veronica. Yep, Josie and Veronica. Shall we? Uh yeah. Um, I like Josie's voice. I like yeah. she was doing the old timey wimey voice, and I liked it. Um, yeah. I think in general, her character was written too old. Yeah, what the fuck? She says, like, at the at the uh, Black Athena meeting that she went back when I was in high school. Man, how old are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, she kind of was, her story was like she was 65 years old. And I have, I have some backstory around that, probably, why that was. Okay, tell me. So, at the end, when she, um, it does skip us forward a bit, but what she does, her um song going uptown as mm-hmm. as the like we need to keep these people in their seats because the movie is has problems that is actually a real song called moving uptown from i wondered if it was i didn't look into it but i was like heidi will have this <laughs> you know me i've gotta see i didn't know this one so not tapping into my teenagehood for some reason uh, <laughs> this season this one missed it um but it's from moving uptown from the wild party um and it was originally sung by Eartha Kitt. Um, ah. So, and Eartha Kitt wasn't, uh, you know, when I think of Eartha Kitt being, you know, a person in their 30s, I think of, uh, like, Yzma and Holes, where she's yes. older. But this is yes. Eartha Kitt when she was a bit younger. But still, even then, Eartha Kitt has that, Earth, like, Eartha Kitt voice. Like, that, yeah. you know. It's very and, distinctive. And the... The moving uptown slash going uptown scenes are very parallel to each other. It's her trying to, in the, even in the Eartha Kitt version, it's her trying to convince these, I I think they're producers or something, I don't know exactly, of something. Like, trying to work with her, like, you know, similar scene to Josie's, where she's trying to convince these people to stay. And, you know, work with her and whatnot. Um, So lots of parallels in that scene. And I think that's part of why her character reads so much older, too, is because it has that Earth, Eartha Kitt energy to it, which is this old yeah. school, older woman, like, experience. And her storyline, like you were saying, like, is very much a storyline of someone who's, like, in their 50s, like, if not older. At least, because, you know, she talks about doing, I think, um, the, was it Macbeth? One of the kids reference seeing her as Lady Macbeth. Now, I'm sorry. She is, in her current age, is is too young for a Lady Macbeth. Um, She's talking about how she's won a Tony. Now, you can go into Broadway as, you know, a young adult and, and win a Tony. Sure. Absolutely. But I didn't believe it. She, she was just played way too old and it way too old it didn't match what she was doing she looks like a little girl 
she she looks she looks like the rest of them she's their age she is their peer like it's a weird it's a weird choice too because like why does she have to be this like older star coming to Riverdale why couldn't she be like this young up-and-comer who did win a Tony who like just recently got success and wants to and wanted to branch out on her own and make her own thing and is struggling to do that like why did she have to come into this like that like she can still be younger and have all this experience in a different way that reads more for her being a teenager and it would have been interesting too in a circumstance with her being at a high school if she didn't have that experience like she didn't have that experience to be in a high school and like she's like oh i didn't know i could have situations like this like with the black athena where i could make these connections you know because i i didn't even think high school was worth it because i i've been acting you know that would have right. been interesting too like it's just weird it's a weird choice like a, the beret it was and <laughs> and i think that's maybe why she did her voice the way she did to yes. make herself seem yeah. older and they dressed her in a way to make her seem older but visually they did nothing with makeup and hair no to make her older like, yeah no it was it was very strange it was a strange it was. choice all around it was um she doesn't read old that's the thing no. she reads younger than our yes. current you know foursome Yes, I agree. Yeah. You know, whoever. Whoever. Whoever you want to include into the, the into the main cast. Um, yeah. Another yeah, I thing I noticed, specifically with her, and then once with Archie, when he's writing the poem um, about his dad later on in the episode, uh, I've commented almost every every week when we meet about the weird ASMR stuff that they are doing this season. I noted it too. Yeah. Her fucking high heels. Yeah. Yeah. Any when she did her first dance, uh, and then when she did her song at the, the theater, mm-hmm. all I could hear were her high heels clip clopping around and we didn't need it. No, it was so stupid. It didn't make it any really sense. It really was. <laughs> it was Oh my god, it was the absolute strangest fucking thing. And then also also like um the other weird ASMR thing was when Archie's writing the poem. You can hear mm-hmm. the pen, the pen, which normally does not make a noise, scratching oh. on the paper. If yeah. he wrote with a pencil, I would understand. But it was a pen yeah. he was writing with. I don't know what they're doing. They are making some weird sound noises yeah they the foley is intense it's too yeah. much I, it's too much i don't know i don't I know what is going on but yeah that was really strange i i had the same exact note i was just like the foley on her step like uh, the shoes on the steps like over and over again why why are they doing this oh it's my so gosh strange. i also thought um because the last time we saw the black athena club was when Cheryl and Kevin, oh, Kevin, thank you, my God, what is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> Cheryl and Kevin joined in, and there was like mm-hmm. four members, and then Cheryl and Kevin, and now there were so. Many. <laughs> Where well, did all these kids come from? It was because Josie McCoy, Josie was, McCoy there. was there. 
Oh my Dumb. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Um, yeah, it's just so funny. I was just like, where all these kids come from? Hi. Um, hopefully they stick around. They keep going to the club, I guess. Um, yeah. Who knew there were more students at this school? Just who in general. Knew? Because they didn't. They didn't sign up for Miss Tate Riverdale. That's for no, sure. No, they definitely didn't. Some of those girls would have been great. Lord. So funny. Lord have mercy. Um, I have one last note. Okay, I, I've got one more thing on Veronica. Great. What, what is yours related to Veronica and Josie? No? Okay. Um, so Yeah, I just shook my head. Sorry. For some reason I decided <laughs> I would not respond on an audio podcast with an audio That's answer. Fine. I got you. I got you. So um, I love that Veronica just has this array of alcohol like she mixes Josie a drink (laughs) who is selling to a 16 year old what where is she getting this alcohol from I don't know and then also I'm curious she makes one for her and she gives one to Josie and Josie's not like bitch you only 16 what are you doing (laughs) yeah okay uh, okay I'm looking up the history of of alcohol minimum ages in the U.S. so I'll get back to you if I see anything interesting but I should go to New York right they're in New York no they're not in New York oh you mean New York um... State New York State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about like how Veronica's all like from New York and stuff. Yeah. Oh god. Um there was a Riverdale ism this episode. Did you catch it? I don't other than Teenage Mystique now. Um it was the name of the newspaper that the reviewer was from. Oh, I missed it. What was it? It was the Wall Beat Journal. The Wall. <laughs> what a mouthful! The Wall Beat Journal. Wall Beat. Wall Beat. That's a that's a bad one. <laughs> that's not a good one. They could have just said Wall Street Journal, and nobody would have worried. Have. Or what if they did like the Wall Street Diary? You know, the Ball Street. Just Wall... the Tall Street. Wall Beat Journal. I guess I get why they did Beat because it's like it's the Beat, you know. You, you know what's on. Yeah, the but beat. what the fuck has Wall Street got to do with the movie premiere? Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. A- exactly. <laughs> A- yeah. <sighs> anyway, the choices. Um, <sighs> just for choices. some context on minimum drinking age in the U.S. Yeah, uh, in terms of. Um, in New York State. Um, it was 18 until Prohibition for initially right after Prohibition, which was for between 1919 and 1933. Um, it was 21 right after 1933. And then it was changed back down to 18. Um, so it would have been 18. So she would not have been of legal drinking age if we're assuming she's like 16, 17 in this. Right. We are. Yeah. So right. And like. Who the heck is selling her that? Mm-hmm. When you turn the legal drinking age, you're not buying these exotic liqueurs and things. You're no. fucking drinking to get drunk. You know but, what I mean? But Veronica knows how to make her own rum, okay? 
Oh, fuck, I forgot about that fucking storyline. I hate this show. I actually had this moment this afternoon. I sat down to rewatch this episode before we recorded. And I, I think it was at the very beginning when Jughead and Veronica walked in. And I was like, I fucking hate this show. <laughs> like, I, I had that. this. Look how I far we've this, come. <laughs> I had this, like, everything in my soul was like, yeah. I do not want to watch this. But here we are. Uh, I did. Here we are. Alas, we, here we are. Complete things. We, we are sticking to it. <laughs> Uh, my last note is just on Uncle Frank. Yep, so is mine. Simply, fuck him. Okay, mine says he needs to go. Yep. Yep. What a piece of shit he is. He's absolutely awful. How, how, like, how, like, Archie, don't process your father's death. It minimizes it and makes it, and makes his death you know not mean what it's supposed to mean shut the fuck up this is not even your house asshole get out yeah yeah get out i mean the things that he said to archie archie is allowed to express his his pain in his father's death any fucking way he wants wants. and and the thing too is that like Archie tells him exactly what it is. He's like, what is this? And he's like, that's how I process the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Right. My deepest pain. And he goes, fuck your deepest pain. Like, yeah. what an absolute Don't you trash ever bag. write about your father like that ever again? Uh, how about you stop telling me what to do? And it's not even like how you write about your father. Like, dude, it's how I wrote about my father's death. It's not about who he was as a person. It's about how I'm grieving my loss of him. It's not even about his dad. It's about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, he's trash. He's a trash human. I I wish they hadn't made him like that this season. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like a good-for-nothing moocher. Yeah. He's, he's really only been negative on the show this season, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Remember Aww. when he almost was dating Alice? Fucking wild. Oh my god, that's right. God, so much has happened on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Alright, yeah. well, how should we rate this episode? I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Old movies? Like classics? Black and white, maybe? Oh. Nothing is coming to mind. You go first. Nothing? Nothing. The first thing I thought of, which I'm going to go with, even if people say uh, bad things or something, first thing I thought of was Casablanca, because that's a movie that exists (laughs) and I will never see. (laughs) Which is probably going to be what happens to this episode, now that we're done with it. Oh, shit. It's oh a my thing God. that exists and I will never see. But some people like it. Um, I had to watch Casablanca um, last semester for uh, a course that I'm taking in college. Um, I, yeah, it, it was good for its time. Yeah. 
I'm still, I'm still drawing a blank. I still Hmm. literally cannot think of. Because all the old, yeah, all the black and white movies that I've seen, like the ones that are are sticking out or coming into, you know, um, are they too good? Into my head. Yeah, are too good. I really enjoyed them. This episode, like, I didn't hate it. It just kind of irked me a little bit. So yeah. maybe maybe I have to go with you with Casablanca because going into it, I thought it was going to be this incredible film, um, which it was, but the storyline was kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything else I'm just thinking too fondly of. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to piggyback off, off you and say uh, Casablanca. Sounds good. And what would Betty do this episode? Oh, our Betty. She would be creating a, a book, you know, uh, from her little article to a full book. Um, she would be writing the teenage mystique, like another Betty in another universe. Maybe it's kind of in the future a little bit, uh, actually, of the current universe that they're in. She would work with her cousins or her cousin and her cousin's girlfriend queer cousins um to (laughs) (laughs) to get some get some art for the book and inspiration she would be inspired by her cousin also uh, i don't like this sentence to take care of herself um, (laughs) and she'd do some you me what (laughs) (laughs) some some self-care uh for our girl betty this episode and hopefully that helps it's like when you like uh neuter a dog you know maybe it they get less horny maybe that's what's happening to to betty now we'll see what happens i i'm not gonna lie a friend of mine recently got her dog neutered and this dog was like the horniest little thing ever um very very yappy very jumping up and down he got neutered and he's like a totally different dog. He's yeah. so chill. He's so calm. Um, Love it. it. It's so insanely funny. Yeah. Maybe that'll yeah. be better. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. Oh boy. Okay. Where will this season take us next? Who the fuck knows? Not too far, because it's only a couple episodes. Yeah, well, hopefully we get some fucking closure about all these 20 million storylines that are going on right now. I won't hold my breath, but... No, I won't either. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. All right, friends. Well, on that note, we will love you and leave you, and we'll catch you next time for another episode of Betty Squared. Bye! Bye!